Welcome back, you guys, to Side Piece Show. Because money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Um, yes, I went to the Countess Cabaret. And in person, got you here, the famous Money Can't Buy Your Class. Um, okay, so you guys know for all of you listening and checking into Side Piece that I had the Countess Luann on as my guest. Well, she happened to be coming to LA at the same time and was so kind to invite me to her Countess Cabaret show. Um, are you kidding? Would I miss this for anything? I'm like, Josh, yo, bye, peace. I'm out. Have fun with the kids. I grabbed my girlfriend, Rach. By the way, my girlfriend, Rachel, knows nothing about Bravo. She knows nothing about the Countess. She knows nothing about anything. But she's always out for a good time, and she loves a show, any kind of music, any kind of show, anything. So she's in. So we have a hot date night out. Of course, Josh, I couldn't pay him to go to anything Bravo, and yet my whole world revolves around Bravo. Go figure. So we're going to the show, and it's at this theater, and like we're literally in like ball gowns because the countess said that my girls dress up when they come to my show. They wear their Giovanni, they dress up. I mean, they go all out. My girls in the crowd look good, good, yummy, good. So we like really dress up. I mean, I didn't even wear my Forever 21 gear, I stepped it up and wore something that was like, 20 bucks instead of 10. I mean, I really stepped it up. And we get there and listen, the crowd was amazing. Everyone was wonderful, but like people were wearing like jeans and t-shirts and we literally show up in ball gowns. I mean, talk about sticking out like a sore thumb. So anyway, we get to meet Luann's PR people who were lovely um, and we get to see this show, and it was Luann at her finest. Everything that you would expect from Luann, from the Countess, from a cabaret show, that was it. She did her own songs, which were fabulous. She did cover songs. Um, and what I appreciated the most is that, you know, it's the Countess, right? And very proper and very this. She made fun of herself actually a lot. You know, she brought up her arrest. She brought up her binge drinking, falling in the bushes, her shit show relationship marriage with Tom, uh, the pirate, (laughs) you know, literally everything that we have seen Luann, the ups and the down, down, downs. And she made fun of herself and brought it up in the show. And that like brought, you know, I felt like you know, it it got her down to earth with us, right? And the funniest part. So when people come on my show, we will talk about things happening, but I'm not like here to bring up all the dirt, right? And get to the nitty itty grit. If you want to talk about it, cool, man. I am here all day for it. But I'm not going to sit here and grill you about dirty, dirty things, negative things all day long. But the Countess had 
a Q&A session in the middle of her cabaret show. And one of the people in the audience asked, who is another housewife that hasn't been the nicest to you, the most pleasant, wasn't so warm when you met them? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And do you know who she said? I bet you can guess. From Beverly Hills, the pretty mess, Erica Jane. And I was like, oh, shit, now she is spilling some tea. She was like, yeah, I met Erica, and she just was not very nice. And she talked a little more about it. Uh, So I was not expecting the little tea droplets from the Countess, but I was there to drink it all up, of course. And then after her performance, her show, uh, we got to meet her after. So I just had her on the show, but that's over Zoom and everything else. So then I got to like actually meet her physically in person and talk to her. She was great. She's absolutely beautiful. Her body is ridiculous. Um, so I'm very happy that I attended the Countess Cabaret. Uh, I'm excited for her. She loves it. She loves doing it. It brings her a lot of happiness um, and joy through the ups and downs, her sobriety, the relationships. So now all she needs is a hot man. Um, But I'm happy for her. And, you know, this cabaret venture, the new show she's going to do with Sonorita. And now we just need to find her a hot young man. Because, you know, she wants those young little tasty treats. So that was my fun-filled weekend, a girl's night out, meeting the Countess. I love it. Um... And that is what is happening here. I need to catch up on my shows. It is insane to, I was talking to somebody, how more drama and madness happens in most of these shows off camera, off season, than actually what is happening during the season. I mean, Beverly Hills, it's like I'm getting whiplash. Every time I turn, something else is coming up. Someone's a racist. Someone says this. You know, Crystal now is a scammer. Teddy Mellencamp is starting all this stuff. You know, people are racist. Diana's coming up. Kathy Hilton's coming up. Uh, Rinna is saying that Kim Richards faked the whole thing uh, about Kathy, you know, was like, yo, um, Kim, when Kim called out Harry for cheating, that was all made up. I mean, what is happening here? I just always wonder how they regroup and come back from the hot mess that started from the reunion and or off camera. I mean, money will make you do a lot of things and, you know, I'm sure you can make friends and make peace quickly if a paycheck is in hand. But I always wonder, you know, how you rebound from that. Because if someone's coming after me and my man and my kids, like, I will cut you. I will rip your balls off. And I don't know if I can make kissy, kissy, nicey, nicey again and film a whole other season three months long. But this is why we love them. Um, This is why we tune into Bravo every week. And speaking of tuning in, you guys, thank you for tuning in every week to Side Piece. Uh, I hope it's your side piece, your escape from your madness. God knows I need it. Thank God for Side Piece. Do you hear my kids screaming in the background, by the way? I mean, Summer can kiss my ass. Home all day, the maniacs. We have a freaking bounce house in one of our front rooms. If that just 
tells you anything, the, the chaos and the madness that it is in this house around the clock. Thank you, summer break. I hate you officially. So anyway, you guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the love, the support. You guys, every day I get like new messages from people. And again, not friends or family that I'm paying to say these messages, but like all of you guys listening and saying that you tune in and you listen and you love the guests and you love the show. I mean, it makes me so freaking happy. I love you guys. I love your support. I love your love. A million thank yous for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and telling all of your friends to rate, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. I can't ever thank you enough uh, for all you do. It means the world. And I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, I know that we have the stud of the sea, which is Captain Lee, who I've had on before. But you guys... I think there's room for many studs of the sea because after talking to this man, he is such a stud in so many ways. He is hands down, without a doubt, the nicest, sweetest guy in the world. How he runs these huge vessels, these huge yachts, and does it on camera and with a crazy crew puking in his cabin, you know, all the shenanigans. And he still is like the sweetest, coolest guy that everybody wants to meet. Everybody wants to grab a beer with. Everybody wants to know. Hands down, every single person I've had from below deck, whether they've had this captain or not, everyone says, I would love to work with him. And yes, you guys guessed it. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. It is the one the only, the badass rock star that steers the ship, steers the crew, keeps it all together with a smile. I love him. I'm so lucky to have him on today. You know it from below deck sailing yacht. It is Captain Glenn. First of all, two things. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I have been looking forward to this for so long. And because I've been so excited, I actually wrote you a little poem. Oh, okay, cool. I okay. Here. He is the ultimate captain loved by everyone and definitely including me. He is the sailing king of the sea. At the end of each season, I hate having to say bye. This captain is so amazing, he can make you smile without even having to try. Funny, smart, charming, hardworking, he literally has it all. Even crashing his boat into the dock once or maybe twice, he will never, ever fall. I'm so excited to have him here with me. Are you ready? For the one, the only, Captain Glenn, the stud of the sailing see. Thank you very much. What an intro. And by the way, I cannot freaking believe I just saw about Chef Marcos like done. Where, where did you, what do you mean? Right? What do you mean done? Chef Marcos, like he's not coming back next season. Oh, where did you hear that? It's on. He was posting about it. Oh, really? My heart oh, like too, sank. That's too bad. I love Marcos. Marcos is great. I hope I hope he comes back in the future. I mean, so you didn't know. 
you're stuck in the sea. You don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if there's another one. You know, they don't tell me that. Oh, come on. Listen, by the way, Captain, if anything, they, Peyton and the crew, they don't want my mouth running to them all the time. So that alone will make them bring it back. So they don't hear me bitching about it all day. Okay, cool. But yeah, oh. Marcos is amazing. I love, I love him. I saw him when I was in LA last time. Uh, such a great guy and amazing chef. I love him. Amazing. He is hands down. I've seen, listen, I'm a below deck dork. I'll admit it. I've seen every episode, every vertical of below deck. He hands down, I feel is one of the most talented chefs I've ever seen. I would agree. Totally. He's one of the best I've ever worked with. Right. Do you, okay. Are you saying that just because of what he makes, like his food or just him and his personality? Well, for, I mean, his food's amazing and he could stand just on his food. He could be a little bit of an, an a-hole and he would still be a great chef, but he's such a cool guy also. And so that's like, he's the complete package. That's why I love him so much. But his food, his food's amazing. And yeah, he's just a great guy. Outstanding. And you know, loves him. everybody, right? And you know, what's crazier too, because running parallel right now is below deck down under. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know much about it, but the chef I literally- don't. The chef literally got the boot. That's how well it wasn't working out. And then, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got the boot. Like, that's, is that, is that only on, that's on streaming right now on Peacock? Yes. Correct. I have to figure out how I can get Peacock. I'm in Italy. I'm in Sardinia right now on my boat. So I'm on leave. So I'm not on Parsifal. I'm going back to Parsifal in a few days to start the summer season. But uh, I, I don't know how to get Peacock over here yet. I, I have HBO Max and a few others, but I don't have Peacock yet. I don't know if they have it in Europe. Uh, There has to be a way. Another thing that we need to get Bravo and NBC on, like getting it over to your ass immediately. So this is your own boat. Yeah, I'm on my own little boat. So do do you live between charters on your boat? Well, it's not between charters, but, you know, I worked for 13 years on Parsifal. Uh, pretty much full time. I would take like a month or two whenever I could. Uh, but now I started a proper rotation. So there are two captains. And so he comes in and I take three months off. And then I go in and do three months and we swap back and forth. And so this is the end of my second time off. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. What and so do? because the we- okay. well, because the weather's right, I've been on this boat since April. In April, I'll tell you, it was a bit cold, uh, but it's been amazing. I went all the way around Corsica, did a complete lap around Corsica. Wait a minute, by yourself? Uh, no, not not always by myself. Right now, by myself, but no, I wasn't by myself the whole time. Because you had friends on? or <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's leave it at that. Yeah. By because, the way... I had, because I had friends on. I mean, friends on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were they friends with benefits? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that's a bit too personal. I mean, you know I'm going to leave that to your imagination. I was thinking about you with this. How sick are you of being asked what is going on with your dating and your love life? Well, I, I thought certain people would catch on that I don't really want to talk about it because, you know, I, I'm on this show. And so there's no avoiding the public eye. But not everybody wants to be in the public eye. You know, and I'm kind of a private person. So right now, I don't talk about it. In the future, it, it may be different. But right now, yeah, keep that to, to myself, you know? I feel like everything that you do, whether I'm watching you on Watch What Happens Live, 
or this, like something with Bravo or whatever. It's always like, what's going on with your love life? What's going on with your love life? And I would just I don't know. Like, I understand why people care, but yeah. Well, hello, because it's you. You're freaking I'm, dope. I'm not married, but I'm not lonely. You know, if you could say that. I know. I know what you're putting on. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. I love it. I was like, I have to ask how annoyed he is by all those questions. No, but- it's not. It's not annoying. Um, no, it's not annoying. It's just that, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really ready to talk about it. So you're private, but you are doing the show. Is that tough for you sometimes? No, no, not at all. No, no, I'm not in that. I mean, relationship wise, yes. Everything else is an open book. I don't really care. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting because if you're an actor on television and, and people love your the character you're playing, it's not really you. Right. But it's different on reality TV because even though I've never met a lot of the people that, you know, follow along, watch the show, they kind of have seen me, who I am, which is kind of interesting. But um, no, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to hide anything, but I'm, I'm just not ready to put it all out there. To put it all yeah. out there. Well, listen, everybody just loves you. This is why everyone loves you. They want to see you with someone that's just as amazingly awesome as you. And I'm sure that's why they sit there and like pry and everything. You <laughs> know what? Fine. I, I, I totally expect it. You know, it's not like it's not like it's out of line. It's just that, you know, it, I think at the right time I will talk about it, you know. But you're saying there might be a little something, something that you have going yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't spend the. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of a little something, something, do you get asked a lot about Daisy and Gary? What, what do you mean? Asked like by who? them together. Or, if there's something going on that we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Definitely. People want to talk about that. And I, I find it really interesting because I noticed from the very beginning that there was sort of like that. You know, in season two, there was a little bit of hostility between them or a little yeah. bit of animosity between them. So it's kind of like that high school thing, you know, like you pick on the one you're interested in and, you know, it was like you tease them and stuff like that. So I think there was a bit of that going on in season two. And uh, and so in season three, I wasn't surprised that they, they kissed, you know, I mean, there's some there's definitely something there. I think they have this kind of love hate relationship at some time because they're both department heads and those two department heads are. Well, they're big departments. And so there's always things going back and forth between right. them. But I think they genuinely really like each other. I don't know if there's anything long term coming between them, but I definitely think there's something there. So have you watched all the episodes up till now? Yeah. Yeah. So watching back, are you is it crazy watching back? Because I feel like every time I talk to somebody, they say it's three parts of doing uh, like one of these shows. There's the filming of it. There's the watching of it back. And then there's the reunion. And a lot of things you don't see, obviously, when you're filming and then you're watching it back. Oh, my God. I, I, there's so much I don't see. I mean, I'm not really surprised by the stuff that goes on. But some of it is a bit shocking. You know, like when, uh, like when Ashley fell out of her bunk. Oh, my God. You know, I mean. It's not funny. Ashley, it was. No, I mean. It's not funny. No, because that was you bad. Lot, you see a lot of people fall down and stuff. And, you know, obviously that stuff happens. But that one was pretty shocking. And it's scary because she's very lucky she didn't hurt herself more seriously. So that kind of thing scares me. And seeing it later, it's not fun. 
Um, and, but, but most of it is Daisy, what I though. How like huh? Daisy? Thank God, Daisy was like on it. I know, I know. Daisy's amazing. I love Daisy. She's so cool. She's perfect. She's the the perfect chiefster. You love working with her. I love working with her. So, I, I mean, I love working with Gary. I love working with Carlin. I love working with Daisy. So the the season two and season well, to getting to getting them on board in season two was just amazing because you know season two. Uh, for whatever reason, it was eight new people that I had. That's a and I met them all. And then, you know, right afterwards, we have guests on board. And that's crazy. Uh, but I just got super lucky. It turned out to be great people. And then having them back, uh, that core group back last season, season three, was just amazing. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're great. They're great people. I feel like, again, seeing every below deck, Gary and Colin, say what you will about Gary. We all have, you know, we all know his shenanigans, but honestly, and even my husband, I was saying like my husband's anti-Bravo as many men are, but he is psycho about below deck. Psycho. Really? Like, don't watch it without me, psycho. Right? So it's funny. He, I hear that a lot. Right? It's like a below deck thing. You guys just suck in the guys. Like. It's weird. But I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. I guess the romance attracts the women and then the sailing and the crate, you know, the stuff that the, the, you know, the, the, you know, stuff we do to entertain the guests and stuff. I think that draws the guys in, you know? I mean, so it's not, it's not housewives and I don't really know housewives that well, but I met a lot of them in New York just now for, uh, for upfront, which was amazing. Uh, they were so cool. Um, but it's, it's, there's a bit of that, which is probably more what the, the women, drama. women ladies like, um, but there's also the action and the fun and the sailing. And I think that's what draws the guys in. But, you know, it's funny. Whenever I, in, I interact a lot with other sailing captains on big boats like Parsifal. And they're always telling me, oh, my wife, my girlfriend loves your show. Oh, like, that's you watch so it? amazing. Yeah, it's funny. But it's, it's funny because before I got involved, I thought um, Below Deck had, had a little bit of a negative thing going on in the industry a lot of people thought it was a career killer to go on the show and stuff like that but my experience talking to people in the industry i've heard nothing but good you know good stuff i'm sure people out there that detractors and people don't like it because you know it is it is there's a lot of drama in it. Yeah. and the, you know it's they, they they film the whole thing and they show the most interesting parts not for the i mean if the show were on 24 7 real time it would be boring as going to work you totally, know totally. But, um but that's what people find interesting. So it, it's fine. You know? Wait, they, you, they say it could be a career killer as far as like captains or anybody that does a show across the board. I think more so for the younger crew, but I honestly don't, I, I feel, you know, I'm, I don't have my, you know, I'm not that tuned in, you know, I'm late in my career. I'm kind of, you know, winding down my career. So it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I've, I've heard that less and less. And I think it's um, the whole below deck, franchise and i think um sailing yacht has helped that has cha changed the mindset of people and a lot of people industry in the industry watch it because it's somewhat representative of what they're doing you know so they can identify with it but um i think the negative thing is kind of going away a bit it seems that way if you look in the industry media and stuff like that there's usually good stuff said about it so oh, you know obviously obviously it's drama obviously there's you know, it's right. it's condensed, but it's it's pretty. I think it's pretty indicative of kind of what goes on. You know, with that interesting aspect to it, to make it fun and. Anything. I mean, 
so Ashley fell off the bed. It's not in, in the moment. It caught me off guard. And I was like, what the hell just happened? I didn't know how you, you don't, you see it. And it's like a first chuckle, but then you're like, shit, she could have broken her neck. She could have, what oh if they didn't react? That was crazy shocking. What else? Cause we've seen a lot of the episodes already. What else that you didn't know or see was shocking to you? Oh my God. Well, I, you know, I love Tom. Tom's a great guy, but had I seen more of his, his antics before and after, uh, things would have been a little bit different. Things would have happened a little quicker. I think, um, he, he's got a lot to learn. And I think he's learned, you know, talking to him recently, I think he's learned his lesson from it, but I think right after it happened, he, he still didn't get it. I think he might've been, you know what I'm talking about when we dragged into the shallow yep. water and got stuck. Um, I, I don't think he understood the magnitude of it. And I don't think he understood, like we told him, we trained him, dude, you, you know, this is your main job is keep an eye. And you could see on the footage that they had of him, he's up playing with, cushions that are going around yeah and he hasn't woken us up right like you know you're supposed to wake us up 10 knots ago right Right. you know blowing 35 cushions are blowing in the sea and you still haven't done what you've been trying to do so that kind of thing was a bit shocking for me it's like dude come on you know that's a big thing like you said safety i mean i think his mind was somewhere else in a couple areas i think you know he had a an emergency at home somebody was very ill um, and then he, his, his mind was on another crew member and I, I mean, you know, it's kind of what I expect after it happened, you know, without naming names, you know, so, and I think he, between him and Gary and Ashley wanting Gary and not I mean, Tom wanting Ashley, I think he, he got just too wrapped up in the whole thing. It became too personal. You know, I think he learned a lot of lessons about that too. Talking to him, I think he's, you know, he's a different guy now. He, he, he it's a weird thing to be on TV, be yourself, or do not be on TV, but just to be yourself in a space where it's being recorded. And then you see yourself later. You, it, you, it's, a, it's very insightful. You, you see yourself from a different perspective. And I think that really benefited him. Because he's a great guy. I, lo- I love Tom. He's a great guy. You know, it's a shame he had to leave, but it is what it is. You know? I, I mean, when you see, because you're close, obviously you have them back again, you call them Gary and Daisy. Like you guys have been on multiple seasons now together. Yep. Are you ever like watching this back and you see Gary being Gary? Cause you know, sometimes people are like Captain Lee. I feel like he's like a father figure or things like that. Are you ever like Gary, let's sit down and have a chat. Or are you just like, I'm going to let no. everybody be them. No, I'm going to let them be themselves. Uh, you know, th- I, I think a lot of the audience probably has a love-hate relationship with Gary. I mean, a lot of, he's a great guy. He's a cool guy. The chicks are attracted to him. Is it, it is what it is, you know, and he's not shy. I will say he's like a kid in a candy store. Can't make up his mind. He wants a little <laughs> bit of everything, you know, but I make this point often. It's like we all live on the boat, okay? So, um, you know, imagine everybody lived at their office, and their boss was looking over the shoulder while they're going out on dates or, you know, that's not my business. As long as he does his job correctly. Now, obviously the job and his personal life bump heads sometimes if he's doing things wrong, but so far it's like, no, I'm not going to get in the way. They're adults. They don't always act like it, but they are adults. <laughs> Most of the time. They, they are adults. Um, they live, you know, if, if our boat had a no couples policy, which I don't think is realistic, then that would be different, but we don't. So, you know, just 
be careful, try, you know, try not to go too crazy. But I haven't been that surprised by, you know, a lot of people said, you know, Gary jumping off uh, naked with Ali and Sydney or whoever it was in season two. And there's like, they make it look like I'm waking up in my cabin, which there's no way I would hear that 40, 40 meters away through tons of aluminum. I don't, I don't hear shit like that outside. It doesn't, you know, so, but they're just having fun. There was no risk to their lives. They, they had a few, but they weren't, you know, falling over drunk. Right. So it's all, it's all good. They're having fun and they're on their own time. They're, you know, they're not on the clock. So, right. And, and I try to stay out of it as much as possible. It's a, I mean, it's a very fine line to walk. Right. And I just feel like, again, knowing the captains, like, I feel like you are just so much more like, I'm not going to get involved as, as opposed to like a captain Sandy or captain Lee. I feel like they're much more, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been told that before. Like you're kind of more like laid back about things. I think I'm notorious for being late, <laughs> but you know, it's, I cannot, I can't try to be captain Sandy. I can't try to be captain Lee. I look at the situations based on the, what, the information, the, the stuff that I know, and then I deal with it with the stuff that I know. If I don't know about it, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and I don't want snitches on the boat. If, yeah. if there's a safety issue, you know, that's when I want you. People have an obligation to come and tell me, and they can defend it to the person. They can say, I'm sorry, but, you know, you just had a seizure. I have to go into the land. I cannot Holy. keep that seat. That kind of thing I expect to be told. But if somebody's kissing somebody or somebody grabbed somebody's butt or whatever who wanted it or didn't mind it, yeah. I don't want people coming to tell me that's not my business unless it happens during work and the guests see it. That's different. Right. But if right. these if they're if they're acting up on their free time, I, I don't want snitches. I want people to, you know, um, do their job, do it well, be respectful to their crewmates, whether they're working or not. And let's just keep getting the job done. You know, that's why we're there. I think you have right now one of the best crews like all around that I can remember ever seeing just as far as like, again, I will say, say what you want about Gary. He gets that shit done and he handles it. He knows his, he knows his sailing. He's an amazing sailor. And that I don't always have, you know, because sailboats are only about 10 or 15% of the super yacht industry. Most of them are motorboats and a lot of great seamen on all of those boats, a lot of great deckhands, bosuns, mates, but a lot of them, majority of them, don't understand sailing. They don't know the difference between a, a sheet and a halyard, the lines that control the sails. And so, I, you know, to find somebody like Gary who gets it, right. I can just relax and I can say one thing and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And that's a big plus. And you don't always find that. So he's, he's great. He's really good at his job. He likes the ladies, with, you know, the ladies. What can like I say? Him. The ladies yeah, like me. It's okay. It's, it's fun. But, you know, we have such a great time. All this stuff that you see is so genuine. I mean, some people ask if, if there's a script or something like that. Obviously, you would know there's no script. No. They just film everything that happens. They take it and they edit it and show, you know, show the, the most interesting bits. But you, you can see we have a lot of fun. You know, there obviously there's some tension. There's some stuff back and forth. But you can see that. Gary and Daisy really, you know, they have, they, they, they like each other. Yeah. You know, they all like each other. And we, we, we have some issues. It's sort of like your, it's like a family. I, I consider yeah. crew on super yachts. It's like an ever evolving family. And you don't always love your, I mean, you love your brother, but sometimes it really pisses you off, you know, it's like, and that's the same kind of thing, but there's that, 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 that 
family kind of vibe on a boat. Right. You know? Well, and with you, and I feel like you create it too. Is that right? Something like with JL and Danny was tough because you're so nice. You're basically like, just be a good person. Like I am like you lead by example. Right. So when serious big things like that happen, is it hard? Cause you're like, that's my boat. That's my crew. What do you mean about, about, uh, um, and Danny and, and like the whole situation and the baby What happened afterwards. And yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I feel bad. Like I, Danny, I think wanted a baby. I think she also wanted jail, but I, I don't know. I think JL should be somewhat involved in the baby. You know, I don't know. And him denying it was kind of weird and not correct. That whole thing was a bit of a mess, but most of that happened after the season. So I don't, you know, it's not really my business. Right. And what happens, you know, again, they were both consenting when that happened. So right. what am I going to, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? You know? And, and part of it, I think you see crew sneaking off to cabins. That's really not what you're meant to do. I've done it in my <laughs> career. Hand up. I've done it in my career. You're not supposed to do it, but it happens. Okay. But part of it is, um, especially season two, when you got to meet Gabby, Daisy, Carlin, is we were under strict COVID, you know, uh, oh, restrictions right. and protocols. So remember, we work, you know, if it's a day in between guests, okay, or a couple of days in between guests, we work eight till five, eight to six or seven, whatever, and then you're on your own time. So if two crew wanted to sneak off to a hotel, I'm not, I can't say no, you can't. What are you talking about? Right. They, it, you know, in normal circumstances, when there's no, there's no curfews and stuff like that. People go. So for them in that circumstance to go and sneak into a guest cabin, if I don't know about, you know, I'm not happy about it because it's, it's not really the right thing to do. But at the same time, I, sometimes crew for another reason, not for a hookup, but for a logistical reason, we'll go and sleep in those cabins. It's right. not, it's a bit, it's a bed in a cabin. I try when it happens on my boat, if we have too many crew for a Atlantic crossing or something, sometimes I'll have uh, some of the stews. Look, you're responsible for those cabins. Go sleep and take care of them. They'll, they'll respect them and take care of them. But it's right. a bed in a cabin. It's not, you know what I mean? Totally. It's not the end of, it's not the, end of the world. People think it's, oh my God. You know? Okay. Peyton's going to kill me. Peyton, I have one more question and, and then we'll go. She's like, we're done. I could sit here. I'm so, I, well, I let's do this again. You have to come back. You no, know, one, one other thing I've been thinking, you are the only captain I've seen that has to share a bunk, a room. But I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you. So this normally, it, it's a certain size boat where the captain gets his own cabin. And, it, you know, it just depends on the layer of the boat. But space is at a premium, on the, especially on sailboats. Okay. So the guys who, it's an Italian company, they're the biggest uh, builder of big sailboats in the world. They've got more than 50 boats similar to Parsifal, at least 30, 35 in that size range, plus mm -hmm. a few smaller ones. And they, when they're selling it to this owner for 30, 40, 50 million dollars, okay, they're telling them, oh, you can run the boat with X number of crew. You only need seven crew, okay, because uh, you have joysticks for the sails and blah, blah. But it doesn't work that way in reality. We have restrictions on how many hours we're allowed to work before we have to, by law, go and take rest and stuff like that. So there's no way you're going to run that boat with seven. But they build the boat with seven. The owner is no wiser. The broker is like, just sell the boat, get sell that it. commission. 
And so you end up with a boat like Parsifal that's only got seven punks or eight punks. If you're, if you're a captain team with somebody and you're sharing that big bunk that I have with another person that can work. And so that's why before I got to the boat 13 years ago, they put an extra bunk in the captain's cabin so they could have that extra deckhand. Having that extra deckhand is way more important than having your own bunk. You're, when you're in the middle of charter season, you are so busy. You go in there, you sleep, you get up and go and do it again. You, the privacy is nice. I would love to have it, yeah. but it is not the end of the world. And when I got the opportunity on that boat, it, you know, the fact that I didn't have my own cabin was way down the list of things that I cared about. I was happy to be on that boat, happy to be driving that boat. And yeah, and, and the other thing to keep in mind is that we're really busy for like three months. And then we, uh, and then we're, um, you know, for another three months, we're getting the boat ready for the next season. And when that happens, we drop a couple of crews. So I kick my roommate out immediately. And then, and then, I'm, and then, you get and then I've got my own cabin, but it's not on television, you know. And no and, one's puking and, in it. And no one's puking. That's <laughs> first, except for me. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've messed up a couple of times. I'm the only career. one that I, can puke yeah, in my I, cabin. I puke, but I got it in the bowl. But I puke in that cabin a couple I'm not a, I'm not a heavy drinker. I can't hold my I can't hold my alcohol sometimes. I overdo it. This was the best. I can't think of a better way to end my Friday. So thank you a million thank yous. You're incredible. Incredible. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.